The Credit Connection, a program sponsored by Cambridge Credit Counseling, an industry leader in providing advice and help to those who have concerns about their credit. With interest rates rapidly rising, your cost of credit is also draining your budget. This program will help you as consumers manage your credit to the best possible outcome. You will learn what's happening with interest rates, what the forecast might be for the directions of rates. You will be kept updated on the pricing of different credit products, You'll find out what credit products to stay away from and ones to use. You will learn strategies that can help you get control of your credit and keep it under control for you and your family. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization dedicated to provide you information and guidance so you can make the right decisions. So let's join our hosts, Dan Perkins and Gordon Oliver. Welcome to the Cambridge Connection. And joining us today is our co-host, Gordon Oliver who is going to talk to us about um, things that are he's thinking about, talking about, and trying to do something positive uh, as it relates to all forms of credit. Gordon, welcome back to the program. Dan, thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful to be here every single time you and I meet um, as we, you and I can probably talk all day long, all week long, um, <laughs> you know, in the current climate and the current things that are happening in the world right now, um, people need good information when it deals with financial wellness and making good decisions and knowing trusted people to turn to when you need assistance with your financial overall um, path, especially when it deals with mitigating debt. You know, Gordon, a lot of people are looking back at the, the COVID experience and one of the things that's being talked about is that because we were so isolated and so sequestered, credit card debt went down, transactions went down, uh, a lot of businesses went out of business because the customers weren't going out, so that we were perhaps forced to act a little more responsible because we were limited to where we could go. As they eventually lifted all the, the, the restrictions, uh, we saw an explosion of credit card debt. I think it's now approaching a trillion dollars. Um, and so now people are concerned that we're, we're on a spending binge and uh, we don't really know how we're going to handle the ramifications of ballooning debt. Yeah, as the director of business development for Cambridge Credit Counseling, I am on the road a lot. Uh, I do you know, financial wellness fairs with uh, HR directors. I do member benefit uh, uh, gatherings when employees of, of employers are coming to see some of the new things that, that the employers are offering. And one of you brought up a very important statistic, and I talk about this because for me, it's even uh, very eye-opening that in... May of 2021, that was when the economy opened up again. And when I would be talking to employers that wanted to put our counseling services, our nonprofit uh, services that we offer, the statistic was $841 billion was outstanding in credit card debt. And in a presentation I did last week, this, the number, to your point, is $986 billion now. And what I'm also noticing, we talk about shame with debt problems, right? So people with an employer, if 
if they're having trouble in the workplace, there is a direct cost to the employer's bottom line and even to some employees' experience of working with someone that is distracted by the financial problems and the problems they're having. And again, I in our conversations, mental health was one of the very big pushes and rightfully so during the pandemic because the pandemic changed people's mentality in so many ways with all of the things that were in play and that we had to watch. There was tickers on the news of how many people were passing away as a result of you know being sick or having it correlated to you know, something else that people would pass away from. So there was just so many things that were just not positive. And coming out of that, when the economy opened up, these statistics, like how much credit card debt there is now, it's just showing that people aren't making more money and they're using lines of credit to shoulder their expenses. And when we counsel people, one of the first things we do is create a budget, which most people don't have, because you have to know what you're spending on. and Find places where you can make cuts, not put it on accounts that charge extraordinary interest rates, which trap people into making minimum payments and really getting nowhere to become debt free. You know, uh, I want to follow that in a, a little bit different trend. Um, we have seen since the first of the year pretty significant layoffs at major corporations. I think Disney's laying off 7,000 people. Oh, yeah. United Parcels like 12 or 15,000 people and other companies are laying people off. And I wonder, I wonder if, if you look at it from the standpoint of the stock market, if you look at the companies that prospered dramatically during COVID, they were companies that could provide services that could be brought directly to the home. So the consumer didn't have to go out to do whatever it is they wanted to do, whether yes. it's Netflix or Amazon or or or, or Amazon Prime, Instacart, whatever. right? Instacart, the DoorDash, uh huh. And so, them. so when when we now see, um, uh, in the first quarter, all the announced layoffs, and now we're seeing going into the second quarter, some companies look like they may expand. It one has to wonder if corporate management had the foresight to realize that this, when the pandemic was being over, going to be over, that the expansion that they went into was going to be have to be contracted and they were gonna to have to put tens of thousands of people out of work. Now, I raised that because uh, being a person in, who's a professional investor, you can go back and you can look in in 2022, late 2021, early 2022, you can begin to see that the Amazons, the Netflix, all of these companies that benefited, Pfizer, uh, Moderna, all these companies that benefited because of what they did during the pandemic started to fall and started to fall deeply, long before there was ever an anticipation of, of people losing their jobs. But when you have that many people uh, in, in a particular company uh, trying to find a replacement, and I noticed this morning 
the ADA, ADA, ADA uh, numbers were showing that uh, over the last month, uh, real wages declined because in increases in income weren't there. Uh, number of jobs is, is of new jobs being created is declining. So that even corporate of America didn't wasn't prepared to deal with the reversal of the shock of the pandemic. Yep. And so I wonder, uh, were they prepared to deal with the employees that they had some degree of responsibility to try and help them and educate them what they should be doing long before the layoff started? Yeah. Um, and th this is a difficult um, conversation simply because you know it's a very difficult thing to do even when companies lay people off. It just at the time of having to do that, and even, you know, in, in our past, um, we've had some layoffs back in the early day. And it's unfortunate that companies have to like deal with the fact that if they if they say too early that layoffs are coming, then people might look to find another job. So you almost have to rely hopefully on the leadership that if something like that is coming, it's communicated to give people time to plan, but usually you don't really hear that happening, right? So what that means to me is that when, I, and I've talked to you about this many times, when people come for credit counseling, they don't have a budget in place. And we, when we do workshops, Dan, we talk a lot about budgeting and even setting up a crisis budget, almost knowing that if in fact, a job loss happens or a reduction in hours. Um, you don't want to have to deal with that as it happens. You want to have a plan if it does happen. So it's not a great thing to have to plan for, but you're better off planning for it. It's kind of like, you know, dealing with retirement and planning. It's kind of like dealing when you lose the loved one, what happens, who, where's the documentation, where's the plan of what happens with the assets. It's kind of the same. So Crisis budgets are typically needing to be put in place when you do a regular budget because you want to have it after a job loss if that happens, after a death of a spouse or a partner, after a mortgage reset if it's a variable rate that someone's dealing with, like student loans can be, um, after retirement, after a natural disaster, which you're very familiar with, mm -hmm. um, and in time of economic recession or depression. So Crisis budgets, this is a tip for the listeners with things like this happening and the economy really not doing well and there's layoffs seemingly reported every week. This is the time to get a budget in place and create a crisis budget if in fact that happens to someone in your family or to you so that you can at least be prepared on what the priorities are. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half before we go to a break, but I just wanted to raise an issue. As you've traveled around the country and yep. you've talked to HR people, uh, and and um, I'm asking it because I I really want to know and I want our audience to understand: Are these people tired of talking about this issue? Um, I'll tell you, <laughs> it's such a great question. No, because HR directors, um, it, and what I've learned is they deal with a lot of solicitations to add things or to change vendors for the benefit packages that they have. So they're not only inundated with dealing with 
the employee dynamic for the company that dealt with having to deal with probably the CFO or the board of their company um, to make smart decisions on who the vendors are that are offering the 401k plan and the advice for that uh, medical health care benefits. And there's a cost to it all. So um, they're not tired of talking about it with us because it's now showing up that it's needed financial wellness for so many reasons. And I'll, when we come back from the break, I'll kind of break that down. But more importantly, there's no cost to add a credit counseling agency like ours into the benefit platform because we just do our work and we provide the materials and the resources to plug it into the benefit and it doesn't cost the company anything. So it's really a win-win. We've been speaking with Gordon Oliver from the Cambridge Connection. How do people follow you, sir? Yes, uh, thankful to you that we created a landing page just like we can do for an employer. It's cambridge-credit.org forward slash bw-podcasts for the Black and White Network. And the phone number is 855-435-2066 if you want to call and speak to a counselor. We'll be right back. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website. Welcome back. We're speaking with Gordon Oliver from the Cambridge Connection, and we were having a conversation about uh, corporations and providing benefits to their employees. And he wanted to make uh, one other point before we moved on. Yeah, um, financial wellness, right? If you just look up some of the statistics, and I have a couple of headlines I pulled for our dialogue. This is kind of the conversation that we have with HR directors. Um, headlines from Benzinga, and these are recent headlines. This one's from March 30th, 2023. Two in five U.S. workers feel overwhelmed by debt. And what I pulled for that is there was a good piece of the article, there was a, a, an alarming piece of the article that's caution, and then a, a true alarm that kind of supports why companies need to be adding and highlighting these services with financial wellness workshops, literacy, um, explanations, and education, et cetera. So um, this two in five US workers feeling overwhelmed by debt the reason is, is the good part is 60% of the employees who have never felt overwhelmed by debt have a mental health score of 76.7 and financial well-being score of 76.9, well above the national average. The problem is, is that same index found that the two in five workers, which is 40%, feel overwhelmed by debt and the mental health and financial well-being scores for that group are 10 to 15 points below the national averages respectfully. So there's been a, a push for mental health and financial difficulty is a direct correlation to that stress, feeling stressed out, feeling how they might not have answers about how people will deal with debt problems. And then 
The real alarming part was almost three quarters, which is 71% of the people who feel overwhelmed have not reached out for financial advice or coaching with 16% of those people citing embarrassment as the reason. What that leads to, Dan, and we've talked about this, the bad actors and the scam artists that are out there, they advertise all kinds of quick fixes with credit repair. There's a major um, judgment being levied in the credit repair space, which is causing a lot of the credit repair companies to rethink what they're doing because they're really not helping people. They're kind of in the business to make money. And when, when employees in the workplace have these financial issues, workers are already under pressure because of you're seeing headlines of layoffs. So people are wondering, am I going to have a job? When they have debt issues, it affects job performance and statistically costs companies uh, collectively $5 billion annually in the United States. So the company's bottom line gets affected when you look at key performance indicators. Those are performance, uh, quality of, of work, morale, uh, delivery, right? KPIs get impacted when people are dealing with this debt, anxiety, anger, depression, stress. So having proactive opportunities, and I will add very importantly, when I the 16% that wouldn't reach out, if they knew they had a confidential partner to turn to, to talk to a credit counseling agent that wouldn't tell the company it's a red flag that this person's looking for help, the way that it's set up is people can go to a landing page or call an 800 number as an employee to speak to a counselor and the company doesn't need to know about it. So they offer the resource and it's confidential for the client to get some counseling, to get a game plan in place for dealing with what's stressing them. If it's credit card debt, if it's mortgage interest, if it's student loan debts, if it's housing foreclosure intervention, so many things that are needed when people are dealing with their financial wellness that can be offered. And that's why I do travel. And that's why I do speak to companies about adding these services in so that it can help their employees know that there's a safe place to turn. So let, let me, uh, let, let me, for lack of a better description that I can't think of anything better, let me turn the tables a little bit. Sure. That human resource person that you're talking to who's trying to help people also is the person that has to explain why the employee benefit costs went up 8, 10, 12, 15%. Absolutely. And that, and, and that employees who have the ability to choose a particular benefit plan, especially for healthcare, uh, maybe dropping down in order to save money to a less expensive program on the surface. But in reality, when you add what you have to pay in copays, it clearly is more expensive. So you've got corporations not only dealing with labor costs and having to, to manage that and laying people off, but for the rest of the employees that stay around, the costs to the company are rising for the benefits we're talking about. And the employees have to pay more so they have less spendable income and, and or they're in order to get some spendable income, they're decreasing their medical benefits or whatever in order to try and stick it out. And that's what responsibilities do corporations have, if any? I think you could agree that uh, 
healthcare being the main benefit that that we're talking about, right? Yep. I think we can agree that that marketplace has just been going the wrong direction for so long. You bring up a very valid point because out of the pandemic, people changed the way that they're living their lives, that maybe rethought their careers. And they had called this the great retention. When you start having to, to show employees that there are more costs for the benefits that they're getting, it's almost become where that now they're looking for other opportunity and companies are trying to find ways to show more value because they're going to have more costs when it comes to healthcare and it usually gets passed on to the employee. So mm -hmm. you, another great point that you brought up is when when this was all this was you know 10, 15 years ago, the the residual effect was people had to choose big um, deductible amounts, just like insurance. If you raise your deductible, it lowers the monthly rate. But then when something happens, you have bigger out-of-pocket expense. Right. So when you're not budgeting for that, um, it's it's something that seems like a short-term fix, but everything ends up falling back on the employee for the risk. And that's when people get themselves in trouble for unplanned events, like a car accident. They, they have such a high deductible to keep their premium down, just like healthcare with having major deductibles. Some companies even um, setting them so that they can keep the rates low as a group. So it's a, it's a very challenging piece for companies to continue to provide value and to your point, not continue to have to reduce the take-home pay after all the deductions. And in, in, in many of the employee benefit plans, certain parts of the benefit plan can be optional on the part of the employee. And healthcare, the type of healthcare, the, whether it's a, a PPO or whatever it is, uh, in order to save money, you switch to a different type of healthcare and as you point out, you're going to increase your out-of-pocket expense, and which means you're going to have to have come up with the cash today to pay for it, as opposed to uh, uh, if you'd have stayed where you were, uh, it, may, it may have been more affordable. Um, do you provide help with people for people in 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 trying to make those decisions? Um, not necessarily uh, as it relates to anything but what their take-home pay is. So if we're looking at a budget that's upside down, those conversations had to be had. Just to ask the question, to send the client away with an action plan where it may be going to sit with the HR director to see what the options are, because it doesn't do any good if, if a consumer and family continues to go uh, in the red, the wrong direction, because eventually that leads to financial destruction and bankruptcy. Um, and, and interestingly enough, one of the things that we'll do at these wellness events is if I'm on a panel, a lot of times I'm on there with a financial advisor. So we show the HR directors how we can work in tandem to help a family making these decisions. One of the things that we talk to financial advisors and hear from them when a when a, a family has borrowed off their, off their 401k or their equity of their home and they pay credit cards off and they build them back up again and they have to, again, borrow from the 401k or, or uh, discontinue the contribution, it is working together to show the consumer that they may be able to do both and still mitigate a debt problem by 
working out what solutions exist. So for some people, there could be multiple opportunities for them to go take care of things on their own with some consult and guidance. For others, the options may be minimal and sometimes short-term things like stopping contributions into retirement accounts may have to happen, but we try to work together to figure that out. And one of the greatest referrals um, come from financial advisors when they get to that point and they can't really help with the debt problem. Usually our solutions, especially with credit card and unsecured bills, we can lower the amount that a person has to spend monthly on payments by about 25%. So that frees up money in the budget to not hopefully discontinue retirement contributions or not even starting them because people don't think they have the money to do it. So in this day and age with this much debt and with a bad economy, financial advisors and credit counselors can work very well in tandem to provide solutions in short-term and long-term game plans. We have the Fed uh, meeting soon and uh, some people are predicting that the Fed will uh, raise interest rates 25 basis points and um, maybe 50, but 25. Uh, but when the last time they did it, the, the, the market was anticipating that it was one and done. Now the market is saying, hmm, maybe not. And, and, and in that interim, we had three banks that were in trouble. And uh, there are reports out today that many mid-level banks are in serious problems with their mortgage portfolios. And their bond, more specifically, their collateral, the bond portfolios are underwater because of the rapid increase in interest rates. Mm. What, do you, what do you see happening? Well, it, it shows up in so many ways. Um, people are getting on the credit card side, their rates are going up automatically. So they're getting a raise in an already troubling interest that's eating more of their money if they can't afford to pay more than the minimum payments. So this is what tough economies do, Dan. And I, it's actually the perfect storm because the rates were so low on mortgages two years ago and now they're not competitive. When people took that money out of their home and paid things off, um, it left open opportunities to just charge those balances up again. And we're seeing a lot of that now. Loan officers mm -hmm. are seeing a lot of that now. Um, so people, this is the time to buckle up and tighten things up and get a budget in place if you don't have one and get a crisis budget in place. And I think we can agree that freedom is being debt-free. When you're not debt-free, you are, are beholden to banks. Um, a mortgage, a house is not your own until you own it free and clear. Um, so these are this is the time for people to get serious. And that's why companies are looking to add these types of services in to have it as an option for their employees to talk to somebody. Thank you, sir. We've been speaking with Gordon Oliver from the Cambridge Connection. And um, once again, how do people follow you? Yes, you can go to cambridge-credit.org forward slash BW-podcast, or you can call 855-435-2066. And for our employers, CFOs, decision makers out there, no better time for us to have this conversation. We are top rated in the in the industry in all 50 states. So we look forward to helping anybody that we can. Thank you. We'll Thanks, be right Dan. back. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. 
And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.